Hello, and welcome to the Connectedness Podcast. As you guessed it, I talk about connection on this podcast, connection with the world around us, everything seen and unseen, living and not living even, and whether you feel it or not, we're connected. I'm going to talk about how these connections affect our daily lives and how we can learn to live a better life once we recognize them. So welcome to the show. I'm your host, Reverend Karen Cleveland. Hello again. Today I want to talk about living a magical life. Wouldn't it be fun to just walk around and unexpectedly have little bits of magic and wonderment and miracles happen throughout the day? Things that are totally unexpected. It's so joyful and so much fun when unexpectedly good things happen, isn't it? Well, here's the thing. If you want to live a magical life, you need to stop trying to control everything. Think about it. If you know how the magic trick is done, you're not going to be amazed or awestruck or inspired when you see someone pull it off. You might be impressed by their technique, but if you know how everything is done, it's just not as much fun. Same thing with your life. You can have a magical life with little miracles happening all the time, but not when you're trying to control every little detail. And if you are trying to control every aspect of your life, let me ask you a question. How is it working for you? Is everything working out exactly like it's supposed to? You are going to have to release control if you want to have awe-inspiring, amazing events randomly happen in your life. Let's say maybe you're planning out exactly how to have an income of, I don't know, $2,000, not $2,000, this year. You know exactly what you need to do every week. You know exactly how much money you need to spend on things. You know exactly how much time you're going to put in working, when you're going to take off, everything. But maybe if you didn't try to control it that much and didn't have to work that hard and didn't have to try to maintain control leading to higher blood pressure and stress, what if you let it go a little bit? And what if someone gave you a little extra money or there was some extra vacation time that came in or maybe someone offered you a plane ticket somewhere or a free rental car and maybe it could come out better than you expected even for the same amount of income or for the same amount of time but if you're too busy with your head down controlling things you can't look up and look around and see what's being offered to you Sometimes what we miss is even better than what we expected. In the last episode, I talked just a little bit about my trip to Kenya, and I want to expand on that story right now. Now, of course, this trip to Kenya was a complete bucket item. I had wanted to do this for years and years. I wanted to go to Kenya and see the animals, but I always felt like I couldn't really even dream about it because it just was going to be too expensive, just so far over my budget, just so unrealistic. I I, I couldn't really even dream about it. 
Well, let's be real. I didn't even have $100 to go somewhere, so going to Kenya was most definitely over my budget. But the opportunity came up after I started my new job. Someone told me they were going, and I jumped on it. I was like, you know what? I think I can do it. I want to go with you. So there were just three of us going. One person was planning it. I decided I'm not going to plan any of it. I'm going to let this trip reveal itself as it needs to be because I don't know anything about Kenya. I don't know anything about where to see anything in Kenya. I'm just going to go. I'm going to hook up with the tour driver and whatever happens, happens. So my only expectation and intention for this trip was to just connect with the earth and breathe the air and just be there. That's what I wanted to do. Yes, of course I wanted to see the animals. Of course. But I was afraid if I had too high of expectations of what animals I needed to see, I was going to be disappointed. I thought for sure if I put it out there what animals I wanted to see, I was going to be disappointed. So I gave up control of everything. I just turned it over, said whatever happens, happens, and I'm good with it. Just let me breathe the air and touch the ground. I really thought that going on safari in Kenya was going to be upwards of $10,000. and. I don't know where I got that number from. I had probably looked at safari packages before, but I don't know where I got the number from. I thought it was going to be super expensive. So pleasant surprise number one, it was far, far less than that. Even with the airfare between Seattle and Kenya, it was far less than that. And we had an excellent guide. I thought we were getting this trip for a steal. For what the driver quoted us, I couldn't believe it because once we actually got there and we went to the lodges, the hotels, the rooms that we stayed in, they were fantastic. The food was fantastic and of course the scenery was fantastic. The first day of safari, our guide Jeffrey picks us up and we head off to a conservancy. Now we're super excited. I was super excited. First safari ever and we're finally going. We're in this place. We're driving out. And we get to our first lodge, we go in for lunch, tons of food, unbelievable room. Then we go back out after lunch to go see the animals. So we drive into the conservancy and we see baboons. Huge troop of baboons, probably several troops, I don't know. They were just all over the place. And we stayed there and watched them for quite a while. If you've ever seen or been in a safari van, you know that the roof either lifts up or op opens up. So we're standing there looking out, just staring at these baboons and doing what baboons do. And then some gazelles come by and we're so immersed in their experience. We're with the animals and it was amazing. And all of us were just awestruck because there we are practically face-to-face -face with all these animals, these baboons and these gazelles, and they're so beautiful. And we're just standing there looking at them, taking them in as they live their life as they should live, uncaged, unleashed, however it is you normally see these wild animals. 
It was simply amazing. Eventually, I decide to turn around and see if we're sharing space with anything else. Now, I am not a squealer. I don't jump for joy. I don't scream when I get excited. However, I turned around and I couldn't believe it. There was a huge herd of zebras and I squealed so loud and I yelled zebras. <laughs> and fortunately, I didn't scare them. I don't think I was that loud, but I was super, super excited. They were right there, right by the van right in our space, and there we were, spending our time with them. They were spending their time with us doing what zebras do. It was the most fantastic thing in the world. So it was events like this. It got more and more magical every time we went somewhere, and every day more magical. I specifically remember after probably the second or third day we were driving somewhere. And I thought, this just gets better every day. There's no way it can top what we've seen so far. There's no way it can get any better than this. And then we went to Masse Mara, which is an amazing, amazing place. And it did, it got more magical. The lodging got more magical. The animals got more magical. It was simply amazing. I didn't sh plan any of this. I didn't know what we were going to see. I didn't even let the driver tell me what to expect because I didn't want to know. It's like, surprise me. I don't want to have any expectations about what we're going to see or not see. I just showed up and let life happen. Now, towards the end of our trip, after magical day after magical day, there was two nights left on the safari. And Jeffrey, our driver, says, Hey, do you guys mind if I pick up my brother? He's been sacked, and I'd like to use him in the future to help with the safaris. Do you mind if he goes with us the last two nights? And there's only three of us, my two friends and I, and we're like, yeah, that's fine. There's plenty of room here. We have, what, a six, seven, eight passenger van. We got plenty of room. Go ahead and pick him up. It's fine with us. So we get to a gas station where he's picking up his brother. And I'm not going to go into a lot of details right now. It's probably a story for another time. It's another lesson. But we pick up his brother. I meet him. And let's just say we hit it off. We started a long distance romance and got married. And now we finally live in the same house because we both can travel back and forth. And that was completely unexpected. There was a time that I was working on a trying to get a romantic relationship. But when I started looking for my house, I just told myself, you know what, I don't care right now. Let me just get through all my crap. I can work on it again later. And meeting someone was the absolutely last thing I was expecting. Honestly, I didn't really present myself in the best way on the safari as far as my clothes and my hair and my everything. I was on safari. I didn't care. I had no expectation of any kind of romance. So again, just showing 
releasing all expectation. The thing about this trip is it was very clear to me, and I knew it while I was on the trip, but it was very clear to me that if I could release control and be absolutely open to what life offered, life was going to show me something great. Life was going to show me something magical. I just needed to be open to possibility. Now, I'll be honest, I am not always as open as I should be. And when I discover that I am getting too attached to outcomes, when I'm trying to control stuff so much, I try to get back in that frame of mind because I know I've seen it happen. I've proven to myself how great things can be when I don't try to micromanage stuff. And it's not just this. It's not just the trip to Africa. It's across all aspects of my life. I thought I was going to go to Kenya. I was going to put a check mark next to safari on my bucket list. And when I came back, I'd tell people, yeah, it was great, right? Yeah, I saw lots of animals. It was wonderful. Who knew that now I would be taking people to see the animals on safari in Kenya? Who knew that I would be spending every other Christmas in Kenya? It's just one of those things that you can't possibly even dream up. If I wanted to spend every other Christmas in Kenya, I I never could have made it work. You got to let the magic happen by itself. Just concentrate on the end results, the feelings you want, how you want to be in, in this space, how you want to be in life. So I can assure you, none of that was part of my plan, and it's all been wonderful. There's thousands of ways things can show up. We don't have to control the exact details of it. Now I want to give you a little tip for how you can allow things to happen like this. Like I said, there's a thousand, ten thousand ways things can happen if you don't try to control every detail. I will be honest, I tried to quit my job. I tried to figure out and control how to quit my job for probably almost my entire professional life, certainly the last 20 years, if not more than that. But I could never quite make it happen so that I was comfortable in actually quitting without going to another job, of course. It wasn't just one specific job I wanted to quit. I didn't want to work for anyone. I wanted to work for myself. And it has been like that almost all of my professional career, that I've been trying to figure out how to work for myself, but I could never quite figure out how to make it happen. I could never quite feel confident to take the leap to quit a job without having another job lined up. And that wasn't the ultimate goal. But let me tell you what I did, having absolutely no idea how it was going to happen. And this is my tip for you today. What if? Now, I got this from someone by the name of Marie Manusheri. I have followed her and gone to her for many years. And she talks about what-if statements opening us up to possibility. I'll use myself as an example. I wanted to quit my job. So my what-if statement was, what if I quit my job this year? Simple as that. What if I quit my job this year? 
when you phrase it like that, you start going places in your brain that you might not normally go. What if I quit my job this year? What if I quit my job this year? Using the what if kind of opens you up to what are all the things that would mean? And what are all the wonderful possibilities if that were true? So if I quit my job, I might be happier. I might feel more freedom. I might be doing things that I really like to do, enjoy doing. I will tell you that since I quit my job, and this was totally unexpected, I sing. I sing to the animals. I sing as I'm washing the dishes. I don't know what's wrong with me, <laughs> but it's wonderful. I'm happy. I love it. I don't sing when people are in the house. And I swear it's because I quit my job because even when I was working from home, but employed by someone else, I didn't sing. Okay, so use your own what if statement. So what if I retired? What if I doubled my income this year? Now, what this is going to mean is that you don't have to come up with the solutions. You just have to be open to how it happens. Oh, yeah, here's the best part. I never, ever, ever could have orchestrated how it happened that I quit my job. Never. And I'm not going to get into details about how I was filling out paperwork online in Kenya over Christmas, forming my own corporation. But I, again, who, how could I have ever planned that? How could I have ever planned that? I was on vacation in Dubai on my way to Kenya when I said to someone, wait, let's do this this way. Let me form my corporation. And this is how the... This is how it can work out. We don't know what's going to happen. We have absolutely no idea how things can happen. But you need to be open to them. So what if statements? I'd really love to know that you're using some what if statements. I'd really love to hear things that have come to you or happened because of what if statements. What if I had fun? What if I went to Hawaii? What if I laughed more? What if I went to a movie tomorrow? All these things are possible. If it seems impossible, start it with a what if statement and see what happens. And you can change it every day. You can do the same one. So I started the process in April and I did a what if I quit my job and I did it for months. It's part of my morning routine to do a what-if statement. I did it for months. And, okay, I didn't quit my job by December, but I did in January. Better than not at all, don't you think? What could be better in your life? Where could you think bigger? What if the floodgates opened to you thinking bigger and having more possibility? Wouldn't that be fantastic? Wouldn't that be magical? What if life was magical? What if life was magical? What if 
I experienced miracles every single day. What if I gave up control? I'd love to hear your progress. Visit me at RevKarenPodcast.com. Visit my Facebook group. Email me, whatever you need to do. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. That's R-E-V-K-A-R-E-N Podcast.com. There you're going to find the tools for finding more meaning and happiness in your own life. Plus, if you have a story that you want to share with me, either on or off the air, be sure to look for that form. Make sure you follow me so you get notified when new episodes drop. And also, I'd love to connect with you in my Facebook group, Connectedness with Rev Karen. So head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. I hope to see you there.